here's something for, for, for everyone to, to think about. Being a subject matter expert doesn't automatically make you a great speaker. In, in many cases, without understanding the basics of facilitation. Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I am here with my most amazing guest, David. David, thank you so much for being here with us today. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. This is an honor to be sharing the microphone with you today. I've been following you for quite some time, so thank you for this invitation. Sweet. So give us a 5,000 foot view of who you are and what you'd love to do. Well, thank you, Michelle. Uh, So who I am, I am originally from Long Island, New York, You may even hear some of that New York coming out. I can't talk without using my hand. So if you see things flying around on the screen, don't get worried. That's just my hands and me speaking. Uh, A year after high school, I joined the military and that took me around the world. And one of the things that I had always dreamed about was getting into radio broadcasting, eventually somehow ending up in acting. And I, I eventually did all of that which led me to working as a trainer for the Air Force in 1995. And that's when I really found my calling. I I found that training people on a daily basis, writing training, and understanding the, the process of creating training seemed to have come somewhat naturally to me. And today, I've taken all of that knowledge of acting, radio, training, and development, and created my own business of helping people be more engaging when they are presenting to their audience. I love it. So you've already told them how you got into it. But talk to me about Air Force. Like, I'm assuming that these are your typical A-type personalities, right? They are go-go, they're smart, they're high achievers. Is it different teaching them than it is, say, you know, a group of entrepreneurs that just want to learn about business and don't have a clue how it works? Well, you know, that's that's a great question. I've never been asked that question before. What? I think <laughs> as far, yeah, as far as how, as far as their, their learning styles, yeah. you know, well, well, let me start off by saying that one of the things that I've learned along the way is that all of us have our own unique learning styles. And one of the things that I saw in the military, especially in basic training and in other trainings that I attended during my years, is that the the facilitators assume that everybody in the room learns exactly the same. So when I was training, I went into training with exactly the same mentality, that everybody is exactly the same. Everybody's like me. What do you mean? You're not like me? You don't learn like I do? And I quickly learned that everybody learns at their own pace and their own, they have their own way of listening and gathering information. So I had to adjust to that. I guess one of the differences was that when I did start in training for the reserve, for the Air Force, I was in the reserves. I did 10 years active and then 18 years in the reserves. I mentioned that because reserves has a little bit different mentality than active duty. Reserves part-time Air Force. 
So you have people that are working their own businesses or working in corporate. So have a sort of kind of different mentality working on the outside and then coming in and doing their two weeks a year and one weekend a month. And so it's a, it's a different sort of mentality than the active duty military. I hope I answered your question. <laughs> well, and let's dig into that a little bit because I'm, well, one, I'm very intrigued about the, that lifestyle <laughs> for starters. Second of all, the reserve into that lifestyle, seems kind of hilarious to me because going to, you know, grocery shopping and then all of a sudden having to be on your game. It's like, that mm -hmm. seems like a shock to the system. It almost seems easier to be an active because then you're just kind of always on and then you get your holidays to turn off. Um, and we can talk about that too, especially when it comes to, to training and listening, because if you're the facilitator at the front of the room, that mentality is going to have a huge play on what's going on. The reserves might go, yeah, this might be important. It might not be. Whereas active duty is going, I need to know this. I need to know now. I need to be sharp. And, and your students have a whole totally different energy about them. They're probably all staring at you very sternly, <laughs> looking at you really judgmentally. Meanwhile, they're just processing information, trying to figure it all out. Whereas the reserves are like, hey, this is awesome. You know, bring it on, <laughs> which well, seems it, better, but not really. So, so a, a, a lot packaged in that question there. So <laughs> 27 the, of them, feel free to start wherever you like. So the, the, the first thing that comes to mind is you brought up a, a really great question, the mentality as far as learning an active duty person in a learning situation versus a reservist in a learning situation in a, uh, what comes to mind for an active duty. Now I was not a trainer in active duty, but certainly a uh, for 10 years, I was enlisted in the military. And yes, that was my entire life. I didn't have any outside distractions. I didn't have a, a, another job that was outside. Yes, I was married. I didn't have any children. So I had, I had responsibilities with the home. But in most cases, the Air Force gives you a house, gives you money to help supplement your your food and they give you everything there's no medical expenses and anything that you need to worry about so you don't have some of those distractions so yes you probably could focus more so on the learning whereas a reservist i think we've already mentioned it there's a lot of distractions on the outside house payments the car isn't working how many miles i had to drive here today the, on Monday, I've got to go have a meeting with the boss and this, that, and everything else. So yes, there could be a lot of those distractions. Um, in both cases, however, I think that what's important is the facilitation that, well, you can see the sign behind me here, talking and telling ain't training or selling. So if, if the facilitator is up just, just throwing words at the wall and hoping it sticks, I think they in both cases, active duty or reservist, you'll probably have the same outcome. People are going to tune out. If an adult sees that this material is not relevant to me, and I'm sure you've experienced it, many people that are watching this have experienced that, what do you do when the material isn't relevant? Tune out. Exactly. And it doesn't sink in. The learning doesn't sink in. Now there was more packaged in that question there. So which pieces did I miss? All good, all good, I agree. And 
looking at the the active duty versus the reservists, and to your point, if all you're doing is doing a speech, you're probably missing 75% of the room anyway, and that there's a better way to do this. But let's translate it into business, because I'm assuming a lot of the people that are doing training are going to want to be better presenters, are going to want to know how they get away from that talking and telling and engaging people into it. But at first, I want to look at the audiences that they might be speaking to, because I know from my experience that doing corporate training is a thousand percent different than doing adult education in the realm of business, because business people want to learn business so that they can make money now, whereas corporate tends to be a, "Mm, you know, I don't know if I need to know this. My boss told me I had to be here. I really have other work I got to be doing right now. (laughs) And it's just a totally different mentality. Yes. Yes. And no. Um, Okay. (laughs) Take me to the no. (laughs) So to, to take you to the no, I think in both situations, the facilitator has the responsibility to engage the audience and to show the with them what's in it for me. I think I may have mentioned that just a moment ago about if the adult doesn't see the what's in it for them, they're going to tune out. As my experience as a corporate facilitator uh, or trainer was that I had to my I, I had to use one of the principles of adult learning, and that was the the principle of ownership, where my audience has to take ownership in this learning. They have to understand what's in it for me. Where's the value? Because in many cases, I was teaching a software process or a leadership process that was expected. The expectation was that now that you've learned this and now that you've had the great lunch, now it's your turn to go back to your desk and start applying this. And if it wasn't trained properly, and I know what you're talking about. I know that person. I've had that person in my classroom that says, I'm here because I was told five minutes ago, I need to be here. So the challenge for me as a facilitator is to facilitate the discussion so they see the value. Uh, Yeah, so yes, and I guess there is that difference in mentality with the business person because now they have to apply this into their business. And if they don't, they're going, the business is going to fail. Where in many cases in corporate, if it's not applied, maybe they lose their job you know, the the mentality I've seen, ah, my boss doesn't use these principles. Why do I have to use the principles? You know, so there is a different mentality. So yes, I agree with that. (laughs) Cool. So let's get into your system and how it's, it's different. And it takes the facilitator away from that talking and telling into something more. That's a great question. So first of all, what I have seen, I started on this journey. I mentioned I was in training and development. It's been about 30 years. And during this journey, I ended up training subject matter experts within the company to be trainers, to be facilitators, to be managers, to be leaders, to be that conference presenter that uh, manage a breakout session. Because being a subject matter expert, uh, here, here's something for, for, for everyone to, to think about. Being a subject matter expert doesn't automatically make you a great speaker. In, in many cases, without understanding the basics of facilitation, it makes you a bad presenter because people will come in the room and just vomit all this information. So what I found was that 
the same principles a trainer would use to engage an audience, a salesperson can use those same principles when it comes to engagement. I'm not a sales coach, I'm an engagement coach. And, uh, and business owners can use with their, uh, with their presentations or with their networking and so on. So how do I get them to go from talking and telling to training and selling? The first piece is you've got to know your audience. Uh, that's one of the things that I see when I give people feedback on their networking presentation. Nine times out of 10, they're not talking to their audience. They're talking to someone who is their peer, someone who is a fellow subject matter expert in that, in that career or, 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 or whatever that process is. So first is you've got to know your audience. And then the second piece is, what is most important about this presentation that people need to remember? Is starting with the conclusion first, that at the end of your presentation, when you're doing your summary, today we learned, or, we, or today we looked at A, B, and C. If the audience forgets everything else that you talked about, they must remember these three things. So start with your conclusion, and know your audience. Nice. Love that. So when, when they're going through, I know a lot of subject matter experts um, think that they're training somebody on the thing as opposed to introducing them to the concept so that they buy into the thing. And how does that kind of play out? How do you work with people that are going, well, no, they just need to know what I know. So let me see if I understand the correctly understand the question correctly, and that is that people are, um, are, are, are they need to be training the. Go ahead and ask me the question again. <laughs> yeah, not a problem. So, oftentimes speakers will go in and they'll be introducing their subject matter. So they'll they'll be asked to come to a conference to speak, and they think that what they need to do is train them on what they know, as opposed to just introducing the concepts so that people will get buy-in and then you go and teach the actual hit the F key and <laughs> right. you know, whatever the thing is. Yeah. So, so I, yes, I got it that time. Great question. I was having this discussion <laughs> earlier today and that is that it, all of these experiences that the speaker has had, the education they have, the knowledge they have about the subject, uh, everything else, where they've worked, and what positions they've had, all of those things are great and certainly have helped that speaker get to where they are and get to their proficiency level where it is important. However, how does that value, how, how do I benefit from that? Me, the speaker, me, the, the person in the audience. So the, the, the piece that the speaker needs to think about when designing this is what's in it for the for the people in the audience. I guess it all comes back down to that again and again and again. Isn't it? Yep. It's, it's about, it's about what, what, what can the audience, how can they benefit from this? Many times I'll hear from speakers if I'm working with them to design a presentation. I had a gentleman who is in the IT business and he wants to make a presentation to his networking group. Many people in the networking group really don't have, uh, wouldn't be using his services. So what we came up with was, what are some of the processes you use to design 
this software because many of those same processes and people in the audience would recognize agile process or in training we use an, an ADI process. You may not use that in IT, but there's a process in designing software. And maybe there's pieces in that designing process that a business owner could use to start thinking about a, a solution to problems that they have. So there's always a way to look at how to massage this, this uh, subject matter that you have and how can it relate to your audience and how can your audience take something away and benefit from this. It's not about this is how it works and this is who designed it and this is why we designed it. And when you click this key, guess what? It does this, isn't that great? We need to know again with them, what's in it for me? <laughs> what I care, awesome. So what kind of uh, clientele do you love to serve and support? Mm -hmm. Who's your favorite? My favorite are trainers and also salespeople. The more complex the subject matter, the better. Because many times I've heard, oh, Dave, we can't train this. This is too complicated. It's impossible. Well, number one, you've got to train it because that's the objective. So number two, we've got to find a way that you can train it. And in many cases, what we have to do is to, is to break it down into small nuggets. So trainers, salespeople, but I can help anybody and I don't want to flood the gates with, with all of this, but anybody that's looking to create a presentation is lost. My background is also instructional design. So I, I've designed instructional material for 30 years. I've worked with subject matter experts to design training material, design workshops. So, um, so, so, so there it is in a nutshell. I love it. So give us an example of one of your Cinderella stories of one of your clients. Uh, great, great question. I had a gentleman I met on a, at a networking event. He had recently retired from the military. I like to associate myself with military veteran networking uh, uh, events and so on. And this gentleman had recently retired and had taken a job with an, an insurance company. He felt that he was going to be, he could be successful at this, but he was struggling with the connection with the audience. So he had a couple of things working against him. Number one, he's just spent 20 years in the military. The military has their way and their jargon of talking to one another. It's a, it's a brotherhood in the military. It's now he's having to communicate in the civilian world. So that, that was a challenge right there. The other challenge was he had that training mentality from the military. Talk, 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 talk. Just keep talking. So what we looked at was how to incorporate more questions, more engagement into his selling. Again, I'm not a sales coach. I'm a presentation coach, an engagement coach. And we, we looked at incorporating that into his selling. He now is one of the top 10 sellers in his region He's now a mentor for others, and he, he contacts me quite often and says, thank you, thank you, thank you. Love it. That's awesome. So what are some of the stumbling blocks that somebody might be having right now? And they're thinking, oh, my God, David, I need you so badly. I think the stumbling block that some, many people have is I don't, need, I don't need help. I'm a subject matter expert. I'm automatically a great trainer. I'm automatically a great speaker. I took a class when I was in college. I went to, I went to a Toastmasters one time. 
uh, Toastmasters is a great place. I think that all of us need some, and I, want, I don't want to use the word help, but just an, a, a third eye to look at what we're doing and to, I'm great at helping other people. I'm horrible at helping myself. That's why I have a coach. I need a coach. I get stuck. I don't see those doors that are in front of me. And I do this on a daily basis. I think that what I bring to the table is number one, an understanding of the adult learning theory, how adults learn, how adults retain information, what adults are looking for in a, when I say learn, it's not just training. It's in a giving a speech, a keynote. What are some rhetorical questions that you can add to your current presentation? What are some stories, some impactful stories that you can add to your presentation? Also looking at the complexity of your presentation. Are you starting down there at the deep end of the pool with your presentation and your audience is down there at the kiddie pool and they have no idea what you're talking about? So that third eye, giving that evaluation or starting from scratch and, and, and designing exactly the type of presentation or workshop you need. I love it. So our listeners are going to want more from you. How do they start their journey with you? One of the ways to start would be to go to my website, presentyourwaytosuccess.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn. If you find another David Dorier on LinkedIn, let me know. It's a very unique name. Dorier, you'll find my sisters, you'll find my brothers and a couple of people over there in France, but that's about it uh, <laughs> over there in Europe. But uh, you won't find many. So you can find me on LinkedIn. Definitely connect with me. If you go to my website, you'll also be able to download my free ebook on the adult learning theory that takes you through all the eight adult learning processes that can be used in training, sales, one-on-one um, -on -one with someone mentoring, or even to do a better job in running a meeting. Nice. Give us some teasers. What are a couple of them? A couple of them. One of them is one that we talked about a little bit was the principle of ownership, of getting your audience to take ownership. It, it's also important in sales that if it's presenting this product in a way that the prospect can see in their mind and feel it and emotionally connect to it, yes, I need this product. So the principle of ownership is, enough, is one of them. Another one is the principle of complexity is understanding where your audience is in their current knowledge of the subject. So there's a couple of ways, many ways that you can check their understanding. And one of them is to ask some questions up front. How many people here know about presentation skills? And if you get nobody raising their hand, you're going to say, well, there we go. Now I have to adjust and, and move myself. I've used the example of a swimming pool. Now I need to move myself down to the shallow end of the pool where all of my audience is, be, use more simplistic examples and so on, so I can slowly bring them with me down to that deeper end of the pool. So we looked at the principle of complexity and the principle of ownership. Another one I just gave an example is the principle of repetition, is using repetition at times, reminding people, you know, in my mind, it's clear as it's clear as day. I could talk about this in my sleep, but you're hearing this for the first time. My audience is hearing it for the first time. I need to check for understanding. I need to check and make sure everybody is still with me 
you know, how many times have you heard someone training and all they did from A, they went from A to Z and they spent a whole hour just talking and there was no, there was no review. There was no transition. There was nothing. They get to the end and they say, any questions? And nine times out of 10, there's no questions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no questions is not necessarily meaning that they caught everything and that they're all yeah. good with that. It you know, means- I've heard it before. You know, you, you, the, the trainer goes back to the company and the boss asks, well, how did the training go? Oh, it went great. There were, nobody asked any questions. They, they must have gotten it. <laughs> yeah, that's not necessarily true. <laughs> Let's go with 90% of the time. That's not true. That's awesome. So David, I have to ask you, at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? I'm still trying to figure that out. (laughs) The more I talk to people, the more I see that, that I I've got just as many uh, crazy things or insecurities and, and imposter syndrome and those (laughs) types of things. When I was acting on stage, I had it. Yes, I worked through it. When I was in radio in the early days, I had that imposter syndrome, the voices in my head saying I'm not good enough, but I am good enough. I know that I'm great at this. Uh, You look at my hundred, I think it's now up to 116 recommendations on LinkedIn. So that's got to say something that I'm doing something right, that helping people, but I've got some of those nasty voice we all do and i don't know if they ever really go away i mean i know a mm-hmm. lot of people that <laughs> it just never really goes away and i think that's a good thing because it just take keeps taking you up a notch yeah exactly exactly it makes me it makes me work a little harder <laughs> i love it so david you've been fantastic thank you so much for your time i appreciate it any last words for our peeps uh this has been great i enjoyed it i love talking about this and uh uh, I, I would love to have people reach out and uh, have, start a conversation and just see where it goes. Absolutely. Give us the website again. It's presentyourwaytosuccess.com. Awesome. I love it. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and join our Facebook group, Business Ownership's Secret to Scaling. We love connecting with you and helping you grow. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating. I like five stars personally. And share with your friends.